0: This is about humans dreaming together.
1: About humans supporting each other
0: on our journeys. It's about the science and the art behind making our dream lives a reality. To the students of life. The young and the curious. The dreamers and the doers. To those who crave to be a strong individual. And want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dreamology Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tim Bishop, back with another episode of the Dreamology podcast. Remember, we are here because in school, we didn't learn about how to make our dream lives a reality, and so here we are studying how to do that, and we are making sure that we're all making daily progress towards our dream lives. For me, it's been a little bit over 18 months since I made the conscious decision to try to make my dream life a reality. And in that process, I am trying to grow, to transform, to connect, to love, to contribute, and to really just see what the best life looks like for me. And I want to help others do the same. And these conversations are a way that I can do that. And so I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. Let's get to it. all right everyone today's guest is taylor litman from orange county california taylor is 24 years old he's a fellow young entrepreneur he's a social media coach and he is a life coach and what's really fun about this episode is that taylor and i really just break down what life looks like post-college and how we are now starting a journey of growth and transformation and learning that is separate from the schooling system that we've been in our entire lives. And so in this episode, we both touch on some of our own personal experiences, but we also talk about tools you can use for growth, tools you can use to create the life that you want, and some strategies that Taylor has used in his life that have been pretty powerful. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Taylor Lippman. Here it is. All right, everyone. We got Taylor Littman on the podcast today. He's all the way out in Orange County, California. We're both quarantined. We talk about life a bit. Taylor, how you doing, man?
1: Sir, doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing all right, man. We're surviving day by day.
1: Yeah, making it happen. That's what we got to do.
0: Well, uh, yeah, let's jump right in, dude. I want to talk right away about um, your work with David Meltzer, how you met him. And I think it's really cool. I always thought about this idea of finding someone who kind of you aspire to be like in one way or another and just going mm-hmm. straight to the top and, and trying to go work for them. And I know you have a cool backstory on how you met him. So I would love to get the rundown of how you met yeah. him. And if people who don't know who he is actually too, you can get a little rundown like who this guy is and mm-hmm. how you ended up sort of going from, you know, graduation to, to working for this guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So Um, To put in context, yeah. So David is, he runs a sports marketing agency in Orange County, California. He's like a global, international public speaker, motivational speaker. He's a business coach, runs like one of the top uh, podcasts right now. And his podcast, The Playbook, is sponsored by Entrepreneur. Um, So to give a little context to him, I'm also a life coach. And so when I was diving into my life coach journey, I was starting to research a lot of different executives, different uh, business owners, CEOs, people who have made it, we'll say, right? It's like they were able to find what they're passionate about and they were able to remain on that consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential. And that's actually something I got from Dave himself in that I was trying to find different resources and different individuals who I could learn from, grow from, from, ask the right questions, and gain the right insights so I can scale myself as a coach, as what I believe myself to be an entrepreneur at the time. And so when I was listening to a lot of what Dave was talking about, it had a lot to do. He, he can go into what he quotes like the spiritual woo woo type stuff. And it's like trying to really tap into that spiritual side. And I, I try to keep an open mind. So I figured I'll try this out. So what he was talking a lot about was like projecting into the world, like that the universe has no deadlines. Like it's not like I want to meet Tim Bishop by October 25th. Right. It's like, it's not going to work that way. Whereas when you put it out into the universe in this sense of, I intend to meet all the right people in all the right ways at all the right times. Mm -hmm. We're one taking that stress off of ourselves to where it's not like, Oh shit. Like I haven't met Tim yet. And it's October 24th. Now, like all this stuff, right. It's like all of a sudden you're getting freaking out. And to where you're putting it out into existence, you're projecting it and you're creating this faith-based consciousness for yourself That's like, you're going to meet the right people in the right ways at the right times, keep putting it out there, keep trusting it. So I was saying that every day for a few months.
0: And at this and, point you didn't know, you didn't know him. You're just listening to his content, correct? Correct.
1: Yeah. So I was just listening to his podcast and then watching a lot of his content. So I, I thought he was like uh, probably in LA, like Los Angeles area. Cause that's where a lot of these guys I was following are like a lot of these speakers and business owners, either that or New York kind of deal. And, and, so, many, and
0: Minneapolis, right? Yeah. In Minneapolis, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Hey, Gary Vee's out there. He's got, he's got a hey, sector out there. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's what I was doing. I was trying to project it every day. So next thing I know, I, I saw a video and it's this guy who raised his hand and he asked Dave if he can like have a couple minutes of his time to ask him questions. Dave goes, that's how you do it, that's how you get someone's attention, you just do it on the spot. I watched the video, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to DM him right now. I DM him and I'm like, hey Dave, love what you do, um, thanks so much for the content you put out, I would love to know how I can provide you value. And like I just sent him that. and. He, what, I, what ended up happening was he was just like, hey, I'll send you a couple books if you'd like. Would love to just keep in contact kind of deal. So he sent me books. I was like, sweet. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's my first step in. Right After that, I kept kind of just projecting, like, I'm going to meet the right people in the right ways at the right times. Next thing I know, um, I'm listening to one of his podcasts with Mark Brazil, who's like a founder of Iconic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking about like 5.30 a.m. gym routine. And how it helps them, how it gets them ahead of everybody else, how they're starting their day early, they have more time in the day at that point. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna try this out. Why not? I go to the gym at 5:30 in the morning. Next thing I know, Dave is at the same gym as me at 5:30 in the morning, and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Like, why are you here? <laughs> kind of did. like I was like, shouldn't you be like in L.A.? Like, this is like in my head. Like, thinking like what? Like, who is he? So. I didn't really like say anything at first. I kind of like observed and wanted to make sure I was seeing the right guy. Like I wasn't gonna just stop him. So I kind of like observed it and kind of just kept doing my thing. And then I, the next day I went again, he was there at the same time. I'm like, okay, like this, that's that's Dave clearly. So I go <laughs> and I go and I, uh, I ask him like, hey, are you Dave Meltzer? Like I've been following you. Like I'd actually DM'd you, like all this stuff. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I've seen your posts. Cause I tag him like, for people who are trying to get noticed a little bit on Instagram, tag everybody that like inspires you or that motivates you or that you want to be like, cause I was tagging him in like all of my stuff and you're saying he's like, Oh yeah, I've seen some of your content. Like, that's really good. Like keep doing that. So like he <laughs> had, he had seen me, I had no idea, but it was because I was tagging him. So it was almost like he, he was consciously aware of my existence. I was consciously aware of his existence, but putting into existence, I'm going to meet the right people in the right ways at the right times syncing up, being in resonance with that with that frequency and being able to meet in the right way at the right time, which was 5.30 in the morning at the gym. Uh-huh. Like, had I not decided to pivot a little bit and switch that, I, I wouldn't have met him. So from there, he invited me to his office. Uh, to like he does live trainings all the time at his office before quarantine. But now it's online on Zoom. And so I, I went in there, met him, got a few minutes of his time just to talk, chop it up a little bit. What about my life after that, a month and a half goes by, I'd say, and I had left my full-time job. So I I quit my full-time job. Uh, I was working in real estate doing marketing and I was like, I'm I'm not feeling inspired. I don't want to do this. So I took like a month and a half off of work, saved up a bunch of money. So I was able to make it work for myself. And during that time, I reached out to Dave and I was like, Hey, I've got a lot more free time. Is there any way I can come by to one of your Friday trainings? Because the first one I went to, I just called in sick to work that day so I could go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Disclaimer. Since I was like, I want to go and I don't have any other chance to go. So I went there, quit work, hit him back up, and then I went back again. And something inspired me during that moment to where I just felt I have to get two minutes of this guy's time and just tell him I want to work with him. Like something just overpowered me during that like one hour of live training with him the training ends. I literally kind of stopped him. I was like, Hey Dave, I'm like, thank you so much for inviting me again. Like, can I get two minutes of your time? He's like, of course, come on up. We go upstairs. I get like two minutes and just one-on-one time with him. And I, I get straight to the point. I'm not bullshitting around. I'm like, so like, you know, that was great. Like all this stuff. Like I was just trying to go straight to the point. I'm like, look, like you don't know too much about me. I know a lot about you. Like I'm based on this content. I'm like, I want to work with you. How can I just provide you value? Like what do I need to do? And he was like really stoked on that. It wasn't like he's thinking, who's this guy coming into my office or telling me he wants to provide value. Like, I don't know if anybody who'd get offended by that to where like they'd they'd be turned off by you giving value. So I just kept it straight with him, told him I want to provide value. And he goes, that sounds awesome. Like, would you be interested in just like a three month internship? And I'm being, yeah, why not? Like, let's go for it. So, like, yeah, yeah of course, do that. So I, we end up shaking hands, We're like, perfect. Let's do it. Um, he, he's like, when do you want to start? I'm like, as soon as possible. He goes, okay, great. Come on in Monday, because this was on a Friday. So it all happened just like in the span uh-huh. of a weekend. Let's go. All happened, but it was because I was just. It started with the DM, just going out there trying to shoot him a message. If he responded, he responded. If not, I would have probably messaged him again. But then putting into existence, just meeting the right people in the right ways, at the right times, having faith in that, because this was over the span of like four or five months, realistically, yeah. of just like keeping in contact, but without having this neediness. And I think that's where the differentiator was, was I wasn't going to him saying, hey, like, I need a job. Like, can you give me a job? It was me coming in saying, hey, I want to just like, what can I do to help you out? How can I just give you value? And then it all kind of snowballed from there recently mm-hmm. wrapped up the internship, helping out a little bit with some content here and there. And now it's kind of those next steps as to what am I doing next in regards to coaching and how do I take what I've learned moving forward with that too?
0: Right, right, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's so many gems in that little story. Like, I think the the timeline thing right away, I mean, like what you first mentioned, like there's no timeline on your dreams. And, and I think that that's actually just so important because you think about, I mean, most people I think in the world wouldn't want to go from a full-time job to an internship no matter who it was for like there's these kind of standards that oh we can't do that that's mm-hmm. going backwards or i mm-hmm. should be at this point like if i'm gonna graduate here then by 24 i should be here and right. and like your whole i forget how you phrase it beautifully but the idea of just like i'm gonna meet the people the right people at the right time in the right place and just following mm-hmm. that because like, what other, like, dude, I'm sitting here like, yeah, what other way, like, should I be doing life? Like, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna write that on my wall. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's how we should all be attacking it, right? Like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's really no standard. The standard's just made up. So I love that. Yeah, that.
1: It's all man-made in that, in that regard, right? Like what you were saying, it's like, oh, I might be going backwards if I take this internship. And mind you, this was an unpaid internship. So I went, like, I saved up my money. I left my job, like, on Halloween is when I went in and like put in my two weeks, I looked like a <laughs> I had like makeup on and all this stuff. I'm like, Hey, like I'm out of here. <laughs> like, <two weeks. laughs> so I, I left the job and, but from there I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to make money from coaching all this stuff. I got this time. I wasn't making money from my coaching, mind you. Like, like I, I had one client and it wasn't like, I wasn't making the money I wanted. So going into this internship was like another, it was almost that extended another three months on top of like the, month and a half off or so that i already had Mm -hmm. so it was like another like four and a half five months of not having a full-time income but just from my side hustles of doing social content for other people and then through coaching as well so it was like a a full digression from from a traditional job point of view of like quitting my job going internship not getting paid
0: right yeah and you're 20 you're 23 right 23 well just turned 24 last week actually
1: a week ago today
0: oh yeah congrats bro. Cheers. know your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And see, yeah. So that's, I, I think that's really cool too. Like, again, as a, just from an outsider's perspective, it's like, okay, you're, you're building things in a lot of different areas. Like, okay, you find somebody that you know, you like out in the world and you're like, that guy's got something that I want, you know, in one way, or whether it's mindset or business, you know, David had yeah. something that you want. And so like, okay, let's follow that path. But at the same time, you're building the seeds to your, you know, I know we talked about this when we first met, when you said, look, like I got this coaching thing that I'm building and I'm going to be on stage one day and I'll be doing huge things. But again, this isn't like, this needs to happen by October, 2021, but Mm -hmm. I'm building, like, I'm not, I'm not just pushing it aside. Like it is, it is actively being built. And now you got these two things that are, you know, serving you so well, whereas opposed to like, you know what you could have kept doing was like doing a job that you didn't like to do. And then said like a year down the line, Oh, then I'll like, I'll kind of figure it out. And I like, I just like your mentality of like, I'm going to just build these things as I go rather than kind of like saying, I'm going to do this and just kind of do what I don't necessarily maybe love. And then like maybe down the road, I'll figure it out. Like I love Mm -hmm. the mindset of like, it's constantly figuring it out, constantly improving. we got to kind of take, take steps at this. So I just want to point that out. Like, I think that that approach, is, uh, I think it's a good approach, honestly. I I like it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and you know, I'm more consciously aware of what was happening. Like now I'm more consciously aware of where I was spiritually being kind of led and pulled to because Mm -hmm. at the time, like I've always tried practicing not so much, like not having like an ego to where I'm gonna hold myself back based on judgment of self-judgment or what other people might think and quitting the job and going and just doing what I did and trying to like make that happen, I had to like strip the ego out of that equation at the same time though too, to where if I I had an ego attached, one, the ego could say, hell yeah, like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna look dope. Like I'm gonna quit my job. I'm this 23 year old. I, I get to call myself an entrepreneur. Like, like there could have been that route of an ego, or the ego aspect could have been, no, like there's gonna be so much judgment. Like people are gonna look at me this weird way because I quit my job. Like, I'm not making an income right now. Like, I'm out of college. I got people younger than me making more money than me. Like, all this stuff. Like, and so the ego is in the equation. I wouldn't have even thought about or Taking the step to go and try and do that though at the same time.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I totally feel that there's, there's totally those two sides of it. Like the part of you, that's like sweet. Like, I mean, that was totally it for me, right? I was graduating and I was like, I want to say that I was an entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. now it's like, you want to sound cool. Like you're starting this business and you're doing all these things, which you, which you are in a sense. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is that other side of the spectrum, which is okay. I'm going to start posting this content. And for my case, it's like, man, here's these kids that I went to college with and they're my really good friends in high school. And like, they're not friends with me because I make this content and this content's Mm -hmm. not going to be perfect right away. My product's not going to be perfect right away. Right. I think it was like Brendan Bouchard who said like, you have to be willing to bring your small dream to the world before it's a big dream. Like you can't be afraid Mm -hmm. to throw something out there, even though you know, like this isn't my best work because your best work's right. not going to happen unless you do stuff. And so right. that ego part is, is so interesting. Cause like I've been, that's been a big thing for me is like, okay, like you have to care. what People think like in a sense of like, oh. what do they need? Mm-hmm. But don't, right. don't care about their opinions of you, especially if they're not like your target market or, or your, you know, if they're like, they're your people. Like if they're just a random outsider, it's like, what is this kid doing? It's like, Mm -hmm. got to learn to like shut those voices out and those voices might not even exist. That might all be in your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I totally know what you mean. Like, those are so important to kind of be like, look, who cares? Like, yeah, do what makes you happy. Do what you love. Find your purpose, like, and Mm -hmm. run with it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Like going off of
1: that, finding what makes you happy and within that purpose aspect is sometimes people don't know what they're, their purpose is. They're, they're stuck a lot. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I'm just graduating college. I don't know what to do. That's so natural. It's probably normal. most people.
0: That's why, yeah, like it's so 99%. Like, <laughs> right.
1: Like I, I didn't think I was going to be a life coach. Or I wouldn't have become a life coach had I not been screwed out of an entrepreneurial journey I was trying to go on right after graduation. Like that mm-hmm. was, that was a whole catalyst as to how I started life coaching and how I discovered what I was really passionate about or what gave me the opportunity I would say to reflect on what I was passionate about. It wasn't coaching. Like it wasn't where I, I was thinking like, yeah, okay. I just got screwed out of this equation. Like what do I do next? Oh, life coaching. That's it. Like it was a process of me trying to bubble chart, like writing out what I'm good at, what, what I like to do, what I would do if I had no limitations and just circling them, connecting the dots, like seeing what I can Mm -hmm. do and how it could be all encompassing, doing podcasts like this. And I was realizing like, oh, wait, like coaching is something that's interesting to me. How do you do that virtually? I like to do stuff remotely. If I could, like, that would be nice. Not having to go somewhere all the time to meet with people circling that and like figuring out like, what do I like? What, like, what are my actual options here that I can do? And stripping that ego equation out of it, but finding what's inspiring me so I can move in spirit. Cause that's exactly what to be inspired means to be in spirit with something. And when you start to feel a little bit inspiration, Mm -hmm. I encourage you to go with that because your spirit is pulling you in that direction for a reason. Like I, it's ironic. I've had a similar conversation with some people recently, like with some of my coaching clients specifically, actually, where is that they want to try stuff, but then Like one of them, for example, she wanted to try doing uh, more self-talk out loud, like practicing self-talk, like what she says to herself, all this, but she was fearing that people in her house might hear her or that like they might judge her. Hmm. And so she was feeling inspired to do that. She was moving one way to do something that could better her, but then the ego in the equation was pulling her the opposite way because it's like, wait, no, judgment, fear, uh, what people are gonna say, and then what she wanted was this way, and Mm -hmm. in the middle, it's just a whole lot of tension going on.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. what happens
1: in life. When you move away from what's inspiring you, you just create more tension for yourself.
0: Yeah, dude. I love that. I love like the, the connection, the dots thing on the, like the sheet too. And it's like, it's so true. I mean, I think about myself and a lot of people kind of sometimes will tell me like, dude, it's like you have all these things you're super interested in. And when I think about it, when I actually step back and be like, yeah, how did I get interested in all this stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this started like my freshman year of college. This right. has been a five-year journey. I mean, since my freshman year of college, that was the first time I ever worked on a project. It's called Smile On Wisconsin. We like sold shirts. We were trying to spread good vibes. It was all I positivity know. and yeah. I was young. And, and, and since then, I'm like, dude, I've had like 30 business ideas. I've tried all this stuff. I've, you know, lived in Asia, came back was in a fraternity like you do all these things graduate mm-hmm. and dude. in the last year since graduating I've done like four freelance jobs one job at a startup accelerator podcast video business my brother it's like this isn't just like I just like sat down one day and was like oh I know my purpose like it's an active it's an active thing I feel like and I like I think that's the big thing i am getting for you too is like you know, you got to follow those, those, those things that like those things. Mm -hmm. You say, okay, yep. I'm interested in that. I like what that person's doing. Yeah. Let's go test this route. We don't have, it's not saying like my next 50 years is going to be this, but let's just start to see. And then you start to piece the dots together. Mm -hmm. And that's at least for me now where I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, now I'm getting a lot more clarity on where this ship's going, but that's because I let myself kind of be in the trenches for a year and I think that's like so valuable. Like I'm such a big fan of like the gap year. I think it's going to grow in popularity um, as the education system kind of continues to like overcharge people and people are left in a bad spot. But yeah, The you have like for sure. taking a year to like figure your shit out has so much value yet. Like it's not, it's not the norm. I feel like it should be the norm. Like take right. a year, like figure your shit out, try something, work a job mm-hmm. at night to make some cash, to pay the bills. And then like a year later, if at that at that point you still want to do what you are planning on doing before, which is like maybe going to work for like in Minnesota, it's like targets, 3Ms, like the big or the best buys, U.S. Bank or the big things here, mm-hmm. then go do that. But maybe that's not it. So maybe let's see if there's something yeah. else out there. And then if you don't like anything else out there, then go. And I just think there's so much value in just questioning for a second. Like, hey, you should do this. Be like, should I? Let's let's yes let's step back and see. Mm -hmm. uh, So yeah, it's interesting, man.
1: Very. Yeah. One of the questions that I try to ask with my clients a lot is what does this mean to you? And like when you can frame a question or a situation in that state of, wow, what does this mean to me? Like if I were to start a podcast, how might my life look a year from now? And how might it look if I don't do it a year from now? and having more clarity on what it means to you and how your life can actually look and feel like if you pursue that. Because a lot of times we're just gonna think like, oh man, like I would love to travel and just kind of sit there and think about it. And you just <laughs> think about the travel like itself and then you start thinking about like, oh wait, can I afford it? like. Am I going to have to leave work? What am I going to, and you start thinking about all the negatives, all the things that can prevent you from doing it. And then you don't do it, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Whereas you start to think about like, okay, like what does traveling mean to me? Like, what's the value that I can get from that? And how might my life look like and feel like if I am traveling, like for, let's say like two weeks, even if it's a two week travel, like what, what might that do for my life? And give yourself a real perspective as to what can happen.
0: Mm, Yeah. Do you ever talk about like the whole kind of destination happiness thing with your clients? Like I remember like, I think it's Gretchen Rubin. What's her book called? The Happiness Project, maybe? I think she
1: has a a podcast called that, right? Okay, yeah. Well, she's got like
0: a ton of stuff. So probably the same things. But I -hmm. remember her big thing is just like, you know, everyone kind of thinks that happiness is a certain destination. It's like, I'm going to get this job and then I'll be happy, or I'm going to get this thing and then I'll be happy. And her Mm -hmm. big thing was, you know, it's actually not about like getting that job or getting the money. It's like everything that leads up to it. Like people always talk about like, you know, what was the best part about becoming, you know, rich and famous. And it seems like everyone always thinks back to like, oh man, like when I was, when I was in the trenches and I was, (laughs) I was working my Mm -hmm. way towards it and people get there and like, unless they have a real deep rooted, like meaning and purpose, it's kind of like, Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Like I'm still missing some. Do you ever talk about that? Cause I'm always interested in that too, or it's like younger people, you know, our age, I feel like you can, you can think like, Oh, this will be exciting, but you don't actually think about what your lifestyle is going to look like when you, when you get that, you just kind of fantasize over like, Oh, I'll be happy when I get that. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. remi- like what you were just talking about reminded me kind of of that, of that idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my clients, it's like, we don't, We don't dive into the aspect, we do dive into that, um, but it's more so looking at it from this holistic perspective of taking it step by step and looking, like breaking down a person's area of life. So for example, it could be looking at physical environment, looking at physical health, looking at emotional health and well-being, looking at the finances, looking at their career, like breaking it down in these areas so we can see a holistic view of what the life their life is currently like
0: Mm.
1: and then during the coaching process it's seeing okay here's where you're at great we got the first step we're not we're not going backwards we're not diving into your past and seeing what happened we're seeing where you're at now and then deciding okay if i could fix figuring out it's like three areas if i can fix one of these areas in three to six months like which area would that be and what would i like to see happen so it's not picturing it like five years from now in this area of life, it's in a few months time, this one area of my life, let's say my career, how do I wanna see myself in my career? What do I wanna be doing three to six months? That could be like, I just I wanna quit my job, I wanna be a full-time freelancer, or I wanna switch jobs and I wanna start doing finance instead of sales, You know, something like that, whatever it may be. But having more of a clear picture as to like specifically what area of someone's life they want to enhance because Mm -hmm. when they can begin seeing where they want to be, that's important because they can have a more visual understanding. Maybe it's more kinesthetic. They can feel that or they can hear where they're at in the future. Everyone's different. But it's tying in those emotional aspects and then just breaking it down as to like where, like, where do you want to be in a few months from now? Because those are like the stepping stones. And then they can enjoy that process more through the process of just setting consistent, smart goals, very specific, measurable, attainable, relatable, and time-bound goals that allow them to move in a more concrete and clear manner. That yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man I haven't heard that term since school. yeah <laughs> smart goals <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, dude, I didn't learn about it in school until uh, I started going through my coaching program and learning a lot more about coaching and how you can best do goal setting like I had never been exposed to it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's interesting man so mm-hmm. when you were so when you were in college, I mean so would you graduate two years ago?
1: Uh, I graduated from Boise State University in 2018.
0: 2018 okay yeah two yeah. years ago so mm-hmm. like when you were in your like you know third and fourth year of school like what was on your mind like what were you thinking about doing at that point in life <laughs> oh man for me like
1: I, again like i was not anywhere near mentally spiritually physically for that matter like where i'm at now um back then i was more focused on we'll say like junior year like my third year i was really focused on just fraternity my girlfriend at the time um to be honest, my second half and a lot of the latter half of college was spent trying to like emotionally piece myself back together because of a breakup with a woman. Um, mm-hmm. so that did play a big role in my, the later portions of college was trying to emotionally figure myself out. And it, a lot Feel of it that, was bro. just, Feel that. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, my focus was on uh, media production, but more so within the music industry and photography. Like I was, like I, I'm, I have in front of me like radical humility. Like I try to stay as humble as I can. But I like from what I was told and what I was doing, it's like I was becoming like a very well-known photographer within the Boise community. And where my head was at, I had a I had a bigger ego at the time. And for myself, what I was wanting to do was like I'm gonna graduate. I was taking entrepreneur entrepreneurship classes, so like I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out ways I could build a business around what I was doing. But I started looking. At it from this lens of like, if I go to LA, like where I was at a lot of my time, like I'd fly out to LA during school to do shows. Or I was like, anytime I had free time back home, I was always in LA with some of my music friends who were like deep in the industry, like trying to really get rooted in that. Mm -hmm. But what I started realizing was my ego was playing really big into it. So I was like, thinking about money. I'm like, I'm not gonna really make money if I just try to be this freelance photographer all the time. At least I thought that. I wasn't going to make a lot of money. Um, it'll be sick though. I'll be around a really uh, cool people, celebrities, all this stuff. I'll look sick on Instagram. Like I was in this headspace. I was like, Oh, like, like, cause like I already had this aesthetic going. And I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to look a certain way. Hmm. And it kind of kept going in that route. And then when I graduated, I got a full-time job offer with the real estate agency before I graduated. And I immediately just went into like a little bit of a comfort zone. But I also, kind of just stopped focusing on my photography because when I moved out of Boise back to Orange County for my full-time job everything was just different like I didn't have the same resources for photography I didn't have the the lower costs of studios like every studio I hear was like five times the price <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <in dude>. <laughs> and I'm thinking like yo like what's going on here with that <laughs> <And> so, like, <laughs> so I, could, I stopped wanting to go and do uh, studio shoots because I couldn't afford that I'm like I'm not going to pay money just for like the studio for an hour like 500 bucks an hour like get lost (laughs) yeah yeah Like that's where my head was at so I I allowed the photography side just to fizzle out over time but a lot of my latter half of college was just piecing myself together emotionally figuring out what I'm trying to do afterwards like in my photography sense but then kind of just naturally going with the flow but always having that little bit of an entrepreneurial uh, spirit to me where I wanted to be doing my own thing, but I got nervous and scared of the money aspect of it. I kind of just let it all fizzle out at the time.
0: Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I think we had like some super similar experiences (laughs) Yeah. because my, like my like senior year too, like I was coming off of a breakup and I was going to the same thing where it's like, okay, you're, you're kind of dealing with this breakup but at the same time, you know, you're about to graduate. And I had this entrepreneurial like spirit so deep inside of me. And Mm -hmm. my whole senior year, as much as I wanted, like, that was a tough thing for me because you really wanted to be with your friends and, like, just be there for them and with them because it was, like, this is my last year of school. Right. At the same time, it's, like, a lot of them already had, like, their full-time jobs lined up. Mm -hmm. So I'm over here being, like, I got to build my future. Like, this is no, like, this is no, like, we're not just sitting around. And so it was the same Mm -hmm. thing for me where it was, like, I was trying to figure out all these things. And, and, yeah, the financial, like, dude, I remember that year for sure. Like, there was so much, like, Mm -hmm could feel it the physical financial stress it was like oh my god like how am i gonna pay for for life
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah man and like for you know a full transparency kind of deal was like i then still relevant today especially with it being more legalized but like in uh when i was going through those times and trying to figure myself out more and more like i was just smoking a lot of weed all the time like and my friends like i didn't have people around me And it's not like I'm saying anything negative about them. Like, still great friends to this day. But I didn't have, like, people around me who were like, hey, like, let's just talk about it. Like, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to listen for you and be there. Whereas all my friends were like, oh, let's just smoke. Let's chill. Like, let's play some games. Like, let's just, like, forget about it. Like, let's just forget about it. (laughs) And that's where the mindset was at. So I was like, all right, like, smoke, edit. Like, that was my escape. Like, smoke weed and edit like photos or go shoot photos. Like that was just my, like my life was photos, video smoke weed with my buddies and like chill like that. Full transparency. Yeah. Whereas after that, after I graduated, I didn't have like the boys around me, like my career, like it it was just a different dynamic, right? Like you graduate, things start picking up. You got to have different responsibilities, all this stuff. But what I realized through coaching And what I wish was the case more so in college was that people just need somebody there to listen. We don't need somebody to give their two cents. We don't need, like, we don't need to be giving our two cents to people when they're talking to us about a problem. The most important thing a human being can do is just sit there and listen. Like, there's this lamppost theory, whereas if you were to go to a lamppost every day for 10 minutes and you just vented, you'd almost become like best friends with that lamppost because (laughs) it's just sitting, like you, it was just sitting there and listening to you. Like, and you're like, Oh, thanks. (laughs) Like, like, you're not like, they're not responding. They're not saying like, Oh, you know what, this, this is what you should do. Cause like everyone's got different experiences. Like, and it happens so often where like, I'll, I'll talk to somebody or be like, Oh, like this is going on. Or, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm stressed out about this one issue. And it's like, Oh, well you should just try to do like, you should just try to not worry about it then. Like,
0: yeah, that's the banks. worst advice. Thanks. Yeah,
1: like yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs>
0: like, like I hadn't it thought of that one yet.
1: <laughs> like, it doesn't help. Like when If you think about it, when you're just talking, like, it's like a brainstorming session. Like, when you just start spitballing ideas, that's For when sure. great ideas come out because they're just coming out into existence. But you're just talking about it. You're yeah. not having to worry about someone telling you if it's right or wrong or what to do. You just let it flow naturally. And that's what yeah. people need a lot of the time. What I was missing during the time was just being having somebody who is there just to listen and not respond or Mm. if they were to respond respond with questions that can help me discover more about myself
0: for sure and that's what coaching is right that's what I I first learned about what coaching was because a lot of like when I had expressed interest in it some people they're like so like what makes you qualified like are you gonna tell someone how to do life and I'm like no it's not it's not like me thinking I'm better than you. It's actually just me being hopefully a professional listener and a professional question asker. And I'll let you mm-hmm. do the rest. Like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, and obviously you got some tools and, and the things you learn and you know, you pick up, but right. You know, and honestly, I think that we could learn, this is where I think girls just women just kick men's ass, dude, is that they're so much more supportive of each other yeah. and they just will listen like look at think about an instagram right like a girl posts like a thing about a company and someone's commenting like go girl boss <laughs> like you're a badass yes. like you can do anything like mm-hmm. you know, female power and i'm sitting there like hell yeah like i'm gonna comment too like female power let's go like yeah killing it right But <laughs> yeah. then when a dude like you know like my like someone else like i mean you just don't see you don't see like yeah, dude, like, like keep killing it. Like you don't get just like Mm-mm. 60, 70 comments from all your boys because it's like, yeah. it's almost like, yeah, like whatever. They're living in you... ego.
1: They're living in an ego-based consciousness at that point because they don't want to look like they're supportive. They want to keep a, a, a guys or kind of like that uh, that veil in front of them to where it's like,
0: yeah, I'm here. <laughs> dude, and it sounds funny to talk about because like, especially when I realized this, like, cause you're 22, you're in college, you're surrounded by a bunch of friends and no one's really going to believe you when you say this, but I was reading all these reports, right? Like I was studying and doing research on psychology and just the world. And, right. and I'm reading these reports about how like, there's this like epidemic, this is before Corona. I'm not talking about like virus epidemic, but like there's, they're calling it like this crazy thing where it's like male loneliness. And I'm like, what's up with this? Like, and it was literally like because like men just wouldn't talk about their shit. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about what's going on in their life. And so that's like I think you nail it. That's one of my huge things. is like, yo, like, if I can be that person for people that they can just list like vent to or or hopefully like find someone in your life, like, you know, find someone out there where it's like, yo, even if just one person, like if you can talk to someone about life in a real sense, then like, you know, that's huge for like anybody, mm-hmm. no matter how tough anybody wants to seem. I mean, Again, yeah. you can go out there and look at any like of these big guys. Like I you listen to Aubrey Marcus ever. I know the name. I've
1: seen his stuff around. Yeah. Founder
0: of On It, and he's got this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I follow On It. I do yeah, follow them and some of their trainers. So. Yeah, they're they're awesome. And and I was listening to him talk, and he's just like, "Yeah, honestly, like I've just never been a happy dude." And I'm like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Yeah, I just just kind of partied and 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 you know I hung out with girls and I just kind of did." stuff that just kind of you know surfaced down what i was feeling and so mm-hmm. in my mind i'm like at some point everybody comes to the same realization that we're all human we all need the same things and right. we all like we always, we always want to be loved <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> yeah
1: it's important when you have to come to that conclusion and that realization as well is and like it, that you are unique but that we are that you are connected at the same time to everybody and everything sure. and to some degree Like you're going to feel something like when someone walks in a room and they have bad energy, like you can feel that or when someone comes in a room and all of a sudden you just feel like, Oh, this person's like sick. Like they're like, like you just like feel like a certain type of energy with people, regardless Mm of if it's positive or negative, like you'll feel that. And I don't want to keep alluding to client based stuff, but like, this is like very real, like back to the male loneliness aspect of it. So like one of my clients, he, um, we graduated same year. He's got like a five month old now, he's uh, engaged now as well, but he had just been kicked out of his house with his family, some family differences. Um, He doesn't really have a lot of friends in the area. He's gotten essentially like that, right? Like There's that male loneliness aspect of it. And just in our initial consultation, 20 minutes, he was thinking like, he was saying out loud, he's like, wow, he's like, this has been so helpful. He's like, even just this right now has been so helpful. 20 minutes because all I was doing was asking him a few questions to get the information out that he was holding inside of himself. And there was, there was an emotional side, like, right. Tears were flowing from like on both sides, right. So you can really feel the emotional connection with somebody, but to the degree of which he doesn't have friends around him. And this is what he was telling me. He's like, he doesn't have friends around him. And if he does the minimal amount they can't relate to him or they're just going to give him advice. It's like what he said. He's like, just tell me what they, what they think I should do. It doesn't help him. Whereas in one 20 minute consultation, not a self-promotion for me at all. Please don't think that <laughs> <Like> this, <laughs> like literally, literally Sign, so Hit the link below. And- <laughs> yeah. So I've got a, yeah discounts out. No, but like, this is just to express and convey the message that if you can just talk to somebody or something, a lamppost for that matter, <laughs> for a few minutes, you will feel so much better about yourself. You are going to get so much clarity within yourself and you're not going to have it pent up. Because like, you can have it pack on top and you'll keep getting weighed down or you can just put out in front of you, and be more weightless. Like, it's up to you. Like You can have more light within you if you just mm-hmm. allow it to go out and don't keep it within yourself.
0: It's up yeah. to you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. That's so who's like in your life now that you kind of start to understand this, like for you, who are those people been? Like, has it been your family or your friends? Like who's been able to be your support system through this kind of journey you're going on? Yeah, so for me um yeah, how likely, are you cu- or how are you cultivating that too? I mean, it's obviously an, an ongoing process.
1: Uh, how am I cultivating the what aspect of just, it? It's
0: just the relationships, like the like you said those people who just kind of like that you can that you can go to in your own life. Yeah.
1: So, um my brother, my older brother, he's out in Boise still. Um I'm still living with my, living with my parents. I can express things to them. Um however, there's times where it's like more it's what parents do, you know, it's like, they'll give their advice. They want to help out. We're all human. They genuinely want to help, but I don't need the advice at times. So it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll go to my brother. Some of my good friends from college or even like some of my closest friends are my friends that I graduated high school with. So I know a lot of people are like always talking about like fuck high school or it's like, I, I don't have any friends from high school. For me, my closest friends um, are from who I graduated high school with. And then a couple from college as well, of course. So it's like, I'll, keep in contact with them because they're all on their own journey as well of trying to like find their success. Like they're not just chilling right now.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Nice, man. Mm -hmm. Um, what's like going to some closing questions here. What's one, you know, everyone, I mean, always talks about kind of the habits they have and everyone's kind of got their own different, Mm -hmm. their own different things that they do own different styles and always understood like one habit that you have that you're like, this is a game changer. Like, Oh yeah. What is that?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's great that you asked me that cuz I'm like starting to really hone into this aspect of my coaching and myself is that self-talk, what you say to yourself internally and externally is so huge. Like that's what I'm trying to or I'm not trying, that I am doing every single day is practicing what I say to myself internally and externally. When I wake up in the morning, my routine is I'll meditate for 10 minutes I'll do my self-talk in between then afterwards and then I'll read right after that. So I'm just bettering and trying to like fill my brain with just positivity and calmness and stillness at the same time. But with that, my self-talk is telling myself, I am abundant. I am confident. I am loving. I am moving with humility. I am moving with grace. I am successful, right? It's like I am or I am doing but it's literally declaring things within yourself. And what's happening to get on a little bit more of a micro level of that is it's creating new neural pathways in your brain to literally be formed within yourself. So you just start naturally thinking those thoughts and moving in a lifestyle that's in alignment with those thoughts. If you keep waking up saying the world hates me, I'm never going to win, you're correct. The world hates you, you will never win. If you tell yourself that, of course. And then every day you're just going to keep thinking it and seeing it Whereas vice versa, if you do, I am loving, I am so confident, I am moving in alignment with my goals. You're just telling yourself, all of a sudden, you're going to be moving in alignment with your goals in a confident manner, in a still manner, in a calm, whatever that is you're telling yourself, that is the habit that can create champions and that will create the losers in life. Not saying people are like losers, but it's like, that's literally what it can come down to and how you can go from being stuck to having actual movement within yourself. It's like a habit, like 21 days or like a full month, like practice it a full month saying it one time, like, I am graceful or I am confident, like one thing, just do it every day for a month and see if you start to just live that. That's, I would challenge people to try
0: that. Yeah. Dude, that's to add some science onto that. I have a mentor and he recently was telling me how he's a PhD in neuroscience. Like, this dude's got information with the brain that, like, you know, nobody has. Mm -hmm. And he literally was telling me how, like, the things that we experience in our heads, the things we experience in the real world, our brain cannot tell the difference. Absolutely. And so, when you're doing that self-talk, like you said, if you're feeling it and you're you're experiencing it, like your brain, if you do that repeatedly, over and over and over again, starts to just store that as, oh, okay, here's my experiences, here's my mm-hmm. other experiences. But that's how, like, to to add, just add to some your science there. It's like. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool because now you're actually like forming these things in your brain. It's like, okay, I'm doing this and my, I'm shaping my experience now because I will keep doing this and keep doing this and keep doing this. Yeah. And then eventually mm-hmm. that's how I will choose to like, it might not happen in one day or two days, but that's how I will choose to go mm-hmm. out into the world. And so I think it's awesome. 100%. The other Absolutely thing good. is, dude. How do you? I I I struggle with this, man. Like just getting up and then meditating, because I'm like tired. I'm like, like, dude. Do you struggle with that, or is that just like an easy thing for you? Because I'm like, I, man, I got a bed, and I'm like trying to meditate, and I'm like, dude, I'm just falling mm-hmm. back asleep.
1: Yeah, no, I um, <laughs> I did struggle with that at one point, Um, but it started with setting the bar really low, like the bar itself. Was well one when you're meditating I encourage it like be out of your bed like go to like a different spot So that way you can like not have that familiarity, with like bed sleep rest like all that stuff Yeah, so like going to like a spot like a chair outside somewhere, but I listen to headspace. So headspace is guided It's like guided meditation mm-hmm. um, And a ton of different options for it so for me it was a matter of just starting like I think I'm starting to do it with like a two-minute duration. It was like two or three minute time duration. And then I went to five and then 10 minutes. So it's like every day, it's like my goal is just 10 minutes of meditation every day. Um, But I I personally do it in the morning. And I notice it like and this for anybody who wants to try it, like I notice a significant difference in my day. If I do not start my morning with meditation, trying to read a little bit then doing myself talk. I work out after that too. And there's a difference for sure. But with those main pillars, like
0: yeah. what I'm
1: really just feeding my brain, yeah. like my day is significantly worse if I don't do those things.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm so with you. It, it's again, like this one thing I, I struggle with, it's like consistently getting like just getting out of bed early enough to do that. But I'm mm-hmm. totally with you. Like when I do it, especially in quarantine, when I get up, yeah, go for a run, take a cold shower, meditate, read mm-hmm. like it's 8 30 in the morning and you're like i just i just killed this day like i've yeah. I nailed it and you're just mm-hmm. like feeling fresh and feeling energized and like yeah dude it, it takes discipline but at the same time like it's one of those things that you know if i do this nine o'clock rolls around and I'm already like, this day's a win. Like whatever I do, for yeah. out, it's like a cherry on top. Like, let's keep going.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so motivated.
0: You're not going to stop. You're not going to be like, just all right, I'm chilling now. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're in that like zone.
1: You're in that. You want to get, you want to get shit done. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, and again, to stress the point, it's like set the bar lower for yourself. If you're for anybody, like if they're struggling or like, it sounds difficult to do like going on a run. I don't like to run that much. Like I like to lift weights, but not run So mm-hmm. for me. The goal is just to put my shoes on, like my running shoes on. And then the next goal could be just go out, like let me just step outside. Yeah. And that's the goal. The goal is not to run. The goal is to put the shoes on and then to step outside. I'm not forcing myself to run, but if all of a sudden I have my running shoes on and then I'm outside, I might be like, I might as well go for a run now.
0: Yeah, let's do this.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like then, and then it's on me. Like I almost get to have the joy of being like, I chose to run. I, it's like I... Felt like I had to run. I got to run. I had yeah. legs that I, that gave me the ability to go and run
0: because I yeah. put my
1: shoes on and I stepped outside. I completed my goal of stepping outside and then I added another goal on top of it of running.
0: For sure. For sure, dude. Yeah. Okay, last few questions here. Um, mm-hmm. Biggest fear. What's your biggest fear right now?
1: <sighs> biggest fear. Dude, I would say like, and again, back to like humility, it's like right now I... I choose to have no fears right now, like, and that's not in any pompous manner, but that is going back to ego. In that fear, only lives within the presence of an ego, because if I'm fearful of, let's say, I'm not going to make enough money, that means my ego is telling me I need to make a certain amount of money. If and you know, it's great to have the like goals. Like setting goals does not mean you have an ego, but if I was fearful of judgment, if I was fearful of losing. That would mean I'm living in an ego-based consciousness and that I'm not moving in spirit. Like, I'm just not moving naturally. I think one of my realest fears would be spiders. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like one of those things, right? It's like, to where it's like I just fucking hate those little crawlers, dude. Like, like, that kind of fear, yes. But in, an ego, like in, a, in a personal setting for me or professional setting, mm. I've been practicing eradicating fear just getting rid of fear. And that's one, that's something I've been learning through Dave Meltzer himself, but through practice and through what I was reading through this author named uh, Wayne Dyer. Like Wayne Dyer, he's like the man, like I cannot encourage people to look into him enough, bless his heart and bless his soul. He's passed, but he is like, yeah, like you gotta look into him in regards to spirituality, egoism, like all this stuff. Cause it's a practice of just, stripping that fear because when you don't have if you have fear you're gonna limit yourself if there's no fear there's no limitation yeah and so it's, it's not to like it's not to say it's like i'm trying to not have fear it's just declaring it's like i don't have fear and back to self-talk the more i practice telling myself it the more i'm going to live in that reality too of having no fear.
0: damn dude that's impressive that's impressive i i I, have you read a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart toll uh, say his name
1: I've heard the name. I saw someone post about it yesterday, okay. actually. so oh really yeah, I, I have mean, to read it now <laughs>
0: there there's a little fable in there, and i don't I don't I think it was a fable. It might have been a real story about some dude who was a monk and he went to see a king and he said he felt nervous, and he was like so mad at himself for feeling nervous that he like went and lived like in this monastery for ten years. Because he was like, I shouldn't be afraid of any other human being because we're all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And he like stayed in the woods for ten years, came back, yeah. and approached the king again, and was basically like in his head, like me and him are equals, mm-hmm. we're the same. Yeah. And dude, that's I mean, that's an impressive. It's impressive that you're kind of progressing in that already, um, because that's something that I'm still working on. Is like, let's just let's just let's just beat that. Mm-hmm. That, that it's practice? like there, you said there's difference between real like fear of like okay death and that might be it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah and, and then and then the rest is, yeah because mm-hmm.
1: yeah death like yeah death is such a real thing to fear but if you just embrace it like and that's the thing like personally when i was younger like my nightmares had to do like were revolved around death like a lot of my shit growing up has always been revolved around death. That's just a weird thing that I would always be thinking about. My older brother even asked me at one point, and it kind of like this, I think really shaped my perspective, but he asked me based on my lifestyle and stuff I was doing and how I was like, do you think you're gonna make it past 40? Like he, like I was like, what the fuck kind of question is that? But, <laughs> <laughs> like, like first off, but then at the same time I was thinking like, okay, like, <laughs> like that makes things a little bit more real for me. <clears throat> a little more real for me because I had to just start thinking in the context of like, if I just embrace death, like it's going to happen. We, two things we don't avoid are death and taxes. Like it's going to happen. So I might as well embrace it and just live life without having to fear that. For sure. It. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking jump off a, a bridge and do like a gainer and be like, let's go. Like, that's not me <laughs> <laughs> like, like other people can do that. And that's you're their not
0: going to risk death, but yeah, you're also exactly. not going to fear it.
1: Exactly, like I don't, I try to not put myself in those situations, but at the same time, it's inevitable, so I try to practice just not having it. It's tough for anybody, but just I have no fear that's self talk, I am fearless, right? It's like just ingraining that into one's head.
0: Hey, amen, brother, amen. Yeah, I I think that I'm not like too crazy on the adventurous side as far as like doing wild, wild stuff, but I definitely. Mm myself in some scenarios sometimes where i'm like dude probably shouldn't have like scaled that wall there that was yeah. not a good idea but you know yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll keep that one down for next time mm-hmm. um all right brother well let's let's give the closing i call to action i know that we kind of mentioned something so i think you might be hinting at it too but i like to turn all these stories and conversations into just like an action step people can take go do in their life um and so i'm curious what you would encourage people to go do after all that we've talked about today
1: um so well two things i guess one would be to try incorporating a morning routine of some sort so set the bar low set it really low and just try to do something every morning that can better your brain so that could be two minutes of meditation two minutes of stretching like breathing heavy breathing like deep breathing not heavy breathing but deep breathing just anything that can better you in the morning but most importantly uh, the biggest call to action i would say is write out five lines of self-talk. So I am blank. I am blank. I choose to be blank. And just writing it out so you have these things about yourself that you want to live and then practice just speaking them out loud one time a day, just one time a day and see how the brain, how the body and how your life begins to change in a more positive manner because that will... in most definitely happen from firsthand experience. You will see, feel, and live the differences.
0: Mm, dude, I love that, bro. I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. Let's yeah, go. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. You got to do it.
0: All right, my fellow dream chasers, thanks for tuning into the show once again. You heard Taylor's call to action right there at the end of the interview, which is to create five self-talk sentences and read them to yourself once a day so you can start creating new neural associations in your head to start living the life that you are want as always if you have any questions comments anything you want to talk to us about ask us about all of our social media links are in the show notes so don't be afraid to reach out because we are all on this journey together and together let's go make those dream lives a reality i will see you next time